Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Today is Thursday, November 5th, 2020. Today we are reading from the big book. We're currently on page 14 in Bill's story. Uh, we're reading the fifth paragraph, which begins, while I lay in the hospital, and we're just going to read the one paragraph only. Today's readers, we've got the November lineup. The all-star lineup, we got Sam M. on the 12 steps and Yvette L. on the 12 traditions. And the readers of the text are Martha Z., Samantha H., and Benita L. And then we got our newcomer greeter following this meeting is Devorah S. And the host for the second hour is Esther C. Let me give you the share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, November 4th, uh, the 7 a.m. meeting. That number is 15,706. That's 15706. And the 10 a.m. meeting, 15,707. That's 15707. The OA Pre-Ramble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization. <clears throat> We're not affiliated with any political movement or ideology or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose, though, <clears throat> is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask, uh, well, let's go up to Maine there. Or where are you, Sam? Are you in Rhode Island or Maine? I forget to read the 12 steps. Hey, Larry, reading from Little Rhode Island. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Sam, ask compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, I pass. 
Thank you, Sam. Okay, now we have the uh, 12 traditions, and I'd ask um, uh, Yvette L. if you read those. Hey, Yvette, good morning. Good morning. This is Yvette L., a recovered compulsive overeater from New Britain, Connecticut. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me do service. Oh, thank you, Yvette. And so here's how this, uh, this meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. And anyone can share but we, we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months, and there's no abstinence requirement if you'd like to share on topic. And this meeting does request that your sharing be, again, directly linked to what was read. And we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 uh, to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we are uh, back in Bill's story in the big book. We are on page 14. And we're reading the uh, fifth paragraph. It begins, while I lay in the hospital. And we're just going to share on the one paragraph only. So now let me, uh, let me ask Martha Z to get us started. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your jolly service. <laughs> this is Martha <laughs> Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. While I lay in the hospital, the thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had so freely given me. Perhaps I could help some of them, 
they in turn might work with others. Uh, good morning, my friends in recovery. Um, so this is, paragraph is describing Bill when he's, the last time he's in the hospital. And um, I've got written a side of it that this is December 15th, 1934. So, um, I'm, and I'm, and it sounds to me like step 12, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this was such a spiritual ex- um, experience for him. Or, or He was spiritually inspired. Inspiration is what the word I wanted. And um, it, it, just, it made me think about, um, in There's a Solution, it made me think about the, the part where it says, ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men are suddenly cast to one side, and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to nominate them. And um, I'm thinking about Bill, and here's this guy. He carooms around the golf course with this impeccable tan. He's the person that's laying in bed thinking about helping other people. I just I think that that's just the most remarkable transformation that would be possible. So anyway. Um, and as I relate that to my own experience, when I was really suffering and struggling in the disease, I was not thinking about a lot of other people. I had, in my small world, I had two little girls and my husband, and that's about all I could manage or think about. I was, in my disease, I was either eating it, no, buying it, eating it, or recovering from eating it. So I was really struggling to just survive much less but any other most of I I did think about my little girls and that was about all I had energy for I was just falling in the hole crawling out of the hole and falling back into the hole all the time so um these days you know I actually really deeply care about other people and um I know that I can't help everyone but I really think about making a difference in my small corner and if I help one person then that person can help someone else and um, anyway so I was thinking about it my my um, brother-in-law and well er, my husband's brother and his wife his wife is very ill she has brain cancer and um, we went to Washington DC yesterday to visit them and um, it, it made me think about Gosh, about 13 years ago, like I can remember, I was I was more thinking about myself. Like it would it would be like, well, I don't. He can go down and visit. I don't really need to visit. They were having a surprise party for for his brother, and um, and today, like I just want to be there to help them and support them. And it just is most remarkable transformation. And you know, we had. It was beautiful anyway. The weather was gorgeous, but we had we had just a really good day, and it wasn't an easy day, but it was. I just felt so good about being there, and I just felt moved to be there and to be there, especially to to support my brother-in-law because he has not complained one second about the situation. It's been going on for over three years, so um, very very blessed in my life, and so grateful to have the faith that I had that this program has enabled me to have because I could not get through a lot of the stuff that's happening these days without it. And I can, I can be relatively peaceful and know that all will be well because I've, you know, I have this higher power that takes care of me all the time. 
So anyway, I'm so grateful to be with you. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Martha Z, for getting us started. Thanks for the perspective. Okay, so we're going to uh, transition over to sharing, and let me tell you where we're at. Uh, page 14, Martha read the fifth paragraph while I lay in the hospital, and she just commented on the one paragraph only. Um, if you haven't shared in the past uh, couple of days, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so give me your first name and last initial, if you would. Sarah, Sarah R. Melissa C. Kelly. Sarah R. Uh, I heard uh, Sh uh, Shlomi Han, I believe that was Sharon and Melissa. Did I get that right, Sharon? Sarah and Kelly. R. Oh, Shanna. And then Kelly. Vanita L. And Vanita. Sarah R. Cheryl. Okay, that's what I. Sarah. I heard a Shanna. Sarah. Clean oh, your ears out, Larry. Sarah. Anybody else? I'm hearing some banging around there. That's all right. A little bit of coffee. Okay, here's who I heard. <clears throat> if everyone would mute their lines, um, but uh, let me tell you who I heard. I believe I heard Shlomi. I, I'm not sure if that's Shlomi Hanna. Um, I heard a Shanna. I heard a, Mel a Melissa. I heard Kelly, Benita, and Sarah. So I'm not sure. Did I miss somebody there? You didn't hear a Shanna. You heard Sarah, and then you wrote down Shanna. Oh, thank, so thank you. twice. Okay, thank you. So I got you at the end there, Sarah. Thanks so much for the correction there. Appreciate that. Anybody else? Last call here, first round. Okay. Well, let's let's get it started. Uh, and Devora. Okay, let's let's stop with Devora. So um, I have uh, Shlomi followed by Melissa, Kelly, Benita, Sarah, and then Devora. If I heard Shlomi, uh, good morning, Shlomi. Good morning. Um, it is Shlomi Sanabi. Um, thank you, Larry, for your service. Thank you, everybody, for being on this line. And um, this reading just really, it really, really grabbed me and really touched me. Um, so often, when I hear about uh, the beginnings of AA and uh, the things that Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob did to help other people. I'm always, you know, I'm always just so struck by their humility and their unselfishness. And as I was listening to this paragraph, what I felt was overwhelming gratitude. I just cannot express how incredibly, incredibly, incredibly grateful I am for this fellowship, for AA, and for the unselfishness the complete and total negation of self by Bill Wilson and the first 100 alcoholics, that they went there and they pounded the pavements and they tried to help any alcoholic that they could find. And they wrote, they wrote letters and they went, you know, I know that Bill Wilson went to, um, to Ohio many times and just the, the incredible display of service you know, really to me just set the foundation for for the service in our fellowship. And, you know, it's because of other people's service um, that I'm recovering. 
And um, I'm so grateful for that because I've been, I have been, a, you know, an absolute beneficiary from the unselfishness of Bill Wilson and the first 100 alcoholics. And, you know, the only thing that they expect is that we pay it forward. And it's the same thing with the people that have helped me through the years. This month, it'll be 20 years that I'm in program. And for 20 years, people have been helping me and helping me selflessly and kindly. And they have helped me recover. And yes, I've had relapses. I've had slips. But you know what? Because of the service of other people, I've been able to get back. If it weren't for other people, I wouldn't be able to recover. So, you know, for me, I'm just feeling incredibly, incredibly grateful. And I just say a big thank you to everybody who in the past and present has helped me on my journey. And I just hope that I can help other people the way that that I have been helped. And um, it's a reminder for me also to get out of the I, to get out of I and to get into we and to get into service. You know, this morning I felt very out of sorts, and hearing this reminded me that the best medicine, honestly, for being out of sorts is to help somebody else. Go help another compulsive overeater. Give somebody an uplifting call, somebody that's struggling, somebody that's new. You know, just help them feel better, gladden their heart so that they can recover and help somebody else. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Shwami Hana. Okay, next up we have Melissa, followed by Kelly. Hey, Melissa, good morning. Hey, good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your service this morning and your cheery way of moderating the meeting. Um, I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, this is like one really clear indication that there's a transformation like way beyond just sobriety, right, or or in our case, abstinence. Um because, like, Bill, he's laying in the hospital, and, you know, if ever there's a time for self-centeredness and self-pity and, like, wallowing in our misery, um, it would be kind of expected now, right? And and yet he's in the hospital and he's thinking how his experience can help benefit others. And, you know, for for me, it calls my attention to, like, one of my favorite <laughs> parts, Um where it says, cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have. The key to life and happiness for others, with it you can avert death and misery for them. And so Bill already sees this, um, that his pain and troubles is going gonna, is gonna to be how he saves others. And, you know, what I, what I also I love about this paragraph is that it shows just how God takes like our raw materials and and they might have been like the stuff that was causing difficulties you know bill is like grandiose and he's overly ambitious and that's been a problem you know and yet in god's hands you know when selfishness is removed that raw material that was maybe a defect can become an asset you know that bill he's still driven and ambitious i mean he's laying in the hospital and he's thinking of thousands of others and we're the you know we are the benefit we've gained benefit from his drive and ambitious uh, you know nature and you know but he's not talking about getting rich or like returning to the top of the mountain but his ambition is on helping others and you know like a great joy um 
for me is is helping others, but it's even better when you're working with someone and you see them start mentioning to you the people in their lives that they want to help. Like they'll be like, oh, my gosh, I know this person from my local meeting or, or you know, my dad is having a problem. And that's when you know that there's something really powerful at the work here that's more than just sobriety. Um, and that's how, you know, that's how this thing has grown. That's how it's taken hold of me, you know, that I crave, <laughs> like, working with other people the same way that I used to crave something like sweet to eat after dinner. Like, I want to work with other people and help other people. And um, thanks for that. I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, next up is Kelly, uh, followed by Vanita. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. My name is Kelly. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm fairly new in this program. Um, I like that paragraph about Bill. I mean, he's sick, and yet he's still thinking about other people. And that is a miracle, because when I was sick, I wasn't thinking of other people. I was just thinking of the food. Um, I lived by myself, and I even hid food for myself. And I can't figure out why yet, but it's just amazing how when I reached out for help, help was there for me. And I am so grateful for that. And even though I'm new, I still reach out to the newcomers and say, hey, I'm new. Um, I can't help you with abstinence yet. However, I can help you with getting into the program and reaching out to people because I do try to reach out to people. And that's what Bill was doing. And I, I know that if I would still be in the middle of all of my eating that I was doing, um, I wouldn't be able to do that. I wasn't there for my family. I wasn't there for anyone, even my um, kids, because food was more important. My family started actually putting the, the names on the ice cream containers and the cookies about, you know, who they were so that way I wouldn't eat them. Um, you know, today it's not like that. Today my kids can bring over cookies or ice cream or whatever, and um, I'm able to be of service to them and let them have it. You know, so um, I've also um, been abstinent now for five weeks, and that's when I started a vision, and I am just so grateful for that. I don't know how it happened except by God's grace and by listening to you guys talk about recovery and for people reaching out to me. So that's all I got. Thanks. Hey, Kelly, thanks for teaching me this morning. Appreciate that. Glad you're here. Okay, we have um, Benita next up, uh, followed by Sarah. Hey, Benita, good morning. Buenos dias, todos. Um, yes, this is Benita, recovered compulsive overeater, grateful in Georgia. Um, yeah, laying there in the hospital, you know, to me, he's obvious. You know, he's obviously been inspired, and he's this is how spirit thinks, right? Helping other people and. Yeah, I look back on my evolution in the 12-step programs and, you know, I didn't get it till I was with Vision and, you know, got walked through working with others, like where they said my life depends. I mean, I was sponsoring people, you know, and I would do it and um, I liked doing it and stuff, but God, when I, I don't know, there was something about when we studied working with others. I thought, oh, my God, our lives depend on it. And, you know, so a lot of times when people 
And I really get that now when I'm working with people, like how much I need it for myself. Where before I think I thought, like, oh, I'm doing this to help them, which of course I am. But now I realize, wow, how much I need that constant reminder, especially with fresh newcomers, because I can forget how bad things were. So, yeah, it is um, it is pretty beautiful how someone who was so, well, I was incredibly self-centered, which I didn't really realize till I did the steps more recently, um, that I'm able to think about other people. So anyway, it's all wonderful. And thank you all for being here and being wonderful. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Benita. Glad you're here. Okay, next up is Sarah L. followed by Devorah. Hey, Sarah, good morning. Good morning. Are you able to hear me? Yeah, you're coming through pretty good, Sarah. Great. Um, this is Sarah R., like R for Roger, from New York. Um, wow, this, you know, it's funny. Um, each time we're reading, and I was like, we're just reading one paragraph. Like, what could that paragraph actually have like that we can have a two-hour conversation about and you know but there's always things to share and what came to mind is this is a program of I can't but we can and you know when he said he's sitting there laying in the hospital and you know he'd be glad to help others what had been so freely given to to him I could identify with that so much I I I feel like like this is this is the gift that's been given to me and I I feel so blessed because you know I I I've, I've tried everything else I was that yo-yo like up and down and up and down and you know I landed up in this program and I I'm I'm so grateful and it's funny because you know then it was saying about it's talking about service and it's you know the, the always in OA meetings they're always like okay you know, what tools have helped you? And, you know, for me, it's service. Like yesterday, I was having the worst day. I didn't sleep because of wonderful things happening in the political field. And I was just so grumpy. But then I'm a sponsor. So I had to, you know, my sponsor's called and I had to chirp right up. But it's this gift of service, you know, to when, when we give of ourselves without get, wanting anything back, but just to help others. And that in itself is is the program working and it's funny because you know I love riding that victim train I love it and he's sitting here and he has every right to be I mean he was a Wall Street mogul he he's had everything and again and again and again and time after time and you know that that takes a toll I know it's me like one thing happens like you know I everything breaks loose and here he's sitting about how I can help others. And, but it also reminds me that because of people like him, going back to what I was saying of I can't, but we can, because despite everything, <clears throat> when he went and passed it on to those other 100 people, it's because of them that today I am grateful almost close to five months. Five months after 30 years of out of control, whether it's over like eating too much or barely eating anything, working out like crazy. But it's because of, of one person felt to give it over. 
And then that other one person gave it over to someone else. And, you know, this domino effect is by these selfless people. But it's funny because when we're in our addiction, we are selfish. And it's funny because I always said, oh, I love to help others. But that came from a selfish point in me because I was like, oh, everything in my life is bad. So at least I could help others. And someone's like, that's selfish. And I was like, yes, it's the epitome of selfish. So in, in, in addition to working on our food and our abstinence, by taking the number one act of selfishness of what, what makes us milk and marinate in our addiction and giving to others, and that's how the program works if you work it. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. And with that, I pass. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Okay, next up um, is Devorah, and then we'll take some, some new names. Good morning, Devorah. Hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Devora S., and thank you all for being here and giving service and making this meeting work. I'm from New Jersey. I'm recovered, gratefully. Thank you, God. So while I lay in the hospital, the thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been so given freely to me. There's that thought. That thinking, that Thinking always got me into trouble, right? When I was in the disease, every thought that came into my head, I acted on, you know. If I wanted to eat, I ate. It was no, there was no such thing as a pause. There was no such thing as do I really need that. I just ate because that's where I was. The, the disease got me. My thoughts, all, everything, all roads led to the food. Um, and um, it was a very sad um, existence because I was thinking about myself and where I can get my next fix, right? Um, And here he is laying in the hospital and he's had some kind of spiritual awakening and the first thing he's thinking about is, well, how can I help another person with this? How can my experience help someone else? And that's what we're promised in this program. You know, we come into this program feeling so deflated and so you know, we just have to, you know, I know I called in thinking, like, what do I have to do? Like, tell me, what do I need to do here? I'll do anything. And I never thought that they would tell me, like, you know, work through these steps and then give it away and help someone else, right? That was the least, that was the least thing on my mind. That was the least thing that I had, you know, and, I'm, and, and here it is, like, you know, just help another person, recover and help another person. That's, that's the beauty here. We get out of ourselves, you know, we smash our ego and thinking that what we know, you know, um, can help another person. And and it's just based on my experience. It's nothing big here. It's just what worked for me can help you. And I'm just following the directions here in this book. Um, I don't have to make up anything. I could just follow this in the order that it's been given and um, and someone else can, can have that experience too. Um, and really, really grateful because um, today, you know, I, I also love to sponsor and I get so much out of when, you know, with my sponsees going through the steps and helping them and seeing them recover. But more than that, it's just the people around me in my own little community and my family. I love being there for them and showing up for them and thinking of them and what I could do, um, you know, to, you know, for others. And it's not controlling, it's but just being available and how I can be helpful. Um, getting out of myself and not just thinking about my, what, what's good for me and my next fix, but, the tr- but just 
truly, you know, being there with no reservations, nothing else. Um, and, um, and that's a gift from this program. And I'm just so grateful um, because, honestly, I didn't expect that that was going to get, this is what was going to happen when I came in here. You know, I thought, lose the weight and I'll be on my merry way. But I'm here all these over 20 years later um, and learning how to give. You know, each day is another opportunity for me on how to live and how to give and to be there for other people. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah. Okay, before I take some names, let me tell you, we uh, read from page 14 in Bill's story, the fifth paragraph, while I lay in the hospital. Um, if you haven't shared in the past couple of days, we'd love to hear if you're a left-hander, if you're a redhead, if you're a, whatever you are. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Who would like to share? <laughs> Jen A. B. What, what paragraph? Yeah. Naomi B. Naomi. Kathy M. Amy B. Kathy, Amy. This is Raquel. Raquel. Darla Judy K. Judy, and did I hear, I'm going to stop there. Did I hear a Darla? Did, did I get Darlette. that right? Darlette. Oh, Dar Darlette, the common name Darlette. <laughs> Darlette. Okay, so let's stop there. We'll see if we can get through all these folks. I have Naomi, Jen, Kathy, Amy, Rachel, Judy, and Darlette. Naomi, good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, perfectly. Oh, thank you, thank you. Good morning, family. Oh, this is Naomi. Be a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia, which is in Pennsylvania. And... um. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, the water is so warm, I'm going to jump in. Because this this program, I mean, transformation, that is that is so mild of what's happened in my life. And it's so much better. I mean, you know, okay, the food's down. That's it. But living on life, on life's terms, and helping others, and getting out of myself, well... If I didn't have my Hogan Doritos, it's like, you know, don't talk to her because she's um, horrible. It's not my way today. How can I better serve you? How can I serve God? And I write that in my God letter most mornings. How can I best serve you, meaning my higher power? And, you know, I often I often say that um, the person that cracked open the big book for me, it was like throwing throwing a stone or a pebble in a still pond, the ripple effect. And thankfully, God has given me a mouth, and I know how to use it. But to pass the word on to others of what this program has done for me, working the steps, being a sponsor, helping others, I can't believe it. I mean, here I'm trying to help someone else, and lots of times that other person's helping me. It is amazing. It is the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. Thankfully, I was not in program that long, and the OA program, before I was introduced to Vision and this big book. And my life has been so blessed, and it's so much more than the food and the weight how can I be of service to you? Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Oh, thank you, Naomi. Okay, next up is my sweetheart, followed by Kathy. Hey, Jen. Hey, <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Larry. 
Um, this is Jen A. I'm a right-handed girl. <laughs> right-handed, right-hander? You said right or left. So right from uh, Littleton, Colorado, recovered by the grace of God. Um, and I, too, came in hopeless um, to this program like Bill. Um, you know, um, desperate, dying, and doomed. That's what I say, right? And uh, boy, what a cool paragraph to study, right? Because we're seeing this altruistic movement. I didn't know what altruism, altruism was when I came into this program. Um, all I knew is that I was dying in the food. Um, I couldn't stay thin enough, and I um, couldn't stay stopped from the food, exercise, anything. It was crazy, right? Whoever thought that a girl like me would want to go out and help other people, right? All I wanted to do was be helped. Me, me, me. Give me, give me, give me. Give me the way that you stayed thin. Give me, give me the solution. But you know what happens um, as a result of doing these steps is that I go from being so self-centered, so egocentric, so self-absorbed to other-centered, right? And um, I remember my sponsor, um, at the beginning of every chapter, he would say to me, um, are you willing to go to any lengths to get recovered? And I said, yes. And then he goes, and you'll give it away? And I was like, yeah, sure. And at first I said it really flippantly, like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'll just follow his directions. Um, but by the end, are you kidding me? I was jumping out of my skin, just like Bill was wanting to jump out of this hospital bed and go share it with other drunks, Right. Because there's something that happens deep down inside of, of you, right? At least it did for me. Because I came in with strings attached, right? I had trouble with personal relationships. I was a prey to misery and depression. I was useless, unhappy, and I couldn't be of help to real people. I suffered from those things on page 52 called the bedevilment, along with the food down my throat, right? And what I learned as a result of doing this program is that like a puppet, I kind of think of it as Pinocchio, right? Those strings were cut loose from me in steps six and seven. And then I could walk away, no longer irritable, restless, and discontent all the time. But I could be happy, joyous, and free. No strings are going to hold this girl down, right? And then I could go give away this message for fun and for free with no strings attached. Wow, miraculous how that works. And I didn't even know that's what I was going to get from this program. And as a result, I'm home on medical leave for two weeks. You know, and I'm laying on the couch in a lot of pain the first day. My phone rings. This girl says, can you sponsor me? Absolutely. You know, I get an email. Can you sponsor me? Absolutely. You know what? I don't feel any pain for the last five days. Why? Because I'm not focused on myself. I'm focused on other people. What a great great program this is. What a great way to live life. Um, and you know what? Selfishly, it's kind of goofy, but I'm getting something out of it too. Um, these people that I'm talking to on the lines, they're teaching me something. So thanks, Larry. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll keep coming back. Oh, thanks, Jen Marie. Okay, next up we have Kathy followed by Amy. Good morning, Kathy. Kathy, press star one. There I am. Kathy M. from Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, this is my first time calling, so you can probably hear it in my voice, but I'm asking for help, and I'll get through it. Um, just, uh, just finishing up the steps in the book with my sponsor, and so here we are at, at step 12, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and um, I know that, that I know from another 12-step program that this is, this is what – what we do, and um, um, I'm nervous about it. What can I say? But anyway, um, um, my um, 
Mother was hospitalized yesterday. She should be coming home today, but all the way home last night from the hospital, I, I was filled with fear until finally the words came, you know, she's in God's hands. She's in God's hand, and God will take care of her. And and um, and that's what I have to remember all the time, that she's in God's hands, I'm in God's hands, and, and that, that will take care of it. And, and because I'm in God's hands, I can carry the message well, I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. I can carry the message to um, someone else that, that needs to hear it. And, and that's why I'm here today, and, and I'm, I'm so grateful. And if I didn't make sense, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. So um, thank you for hearing me, and um, have a great day. <sighs> I don't know, Kathy. You just carried the message to me, and I'm very grateful. So thank you so much. Okay, next up is Amy, followed by Rachel. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. This is Amy B., a left-handed compulsive eater from Buffalo, New York. Uh, today is my first time sharing since I started listening um, about two weeks ago. And just very, very thankful for this group, um, everyone's service and shares. And the sentence in today's reading that most affected me was um, where it talks about they in turn might work with others. Because that's where I've been the direct beneficiary. Um, in this program, just from going to a newcomer's meeting where it was mentioned, you know, this is a WE program, reach out. I reached out to someone, and that set me on a path. And I got connected with different groups, which, um, you know, someone said, oh, if you need a sponsor, go check out this group. And I found my sponsor there who's amazing, and my sponsor led me to a vision for you, which has been incredible. And all the people, um, you know, right in this sentence, the people reaching out so that they might help others. Um, the welcome that I received from everyone in this group has been incredible. And I've tried to turn that around and give back. And through, um, through all the strength and hope I get from others and from my higher power, yesterday I was able to um, turn over 30 days of abstinence. So that is nothing short of a miracle uh, given this has been going on since I was 10 and I'm now 46. So um, I've been trying to give back to others. I now help lead a meeting in Los Angeles, which is a little unusual, but um, no one else was stepping up. And I felt one of those whispers that said, you're willing. So, so I'm doing it. And I try to make calls to people who, especially the people I hear who are struggling um, because this is a hard time for a lot of people. And uh, we had some real tragedy for some good friends of ours, a loss no parents should have to walk through. Um, that was two days ago. And, you know, through leaning on people in this program, um, I was able to get through a terrible time of grief um, without turning to the food. So I'm very thankful for everyone. I appreciate um, everything everyone is giving. And um, I wish everyone a wonderful and blessed day. With that, I pass. Gosh, Amy, I knew we needed some left-handers here. Thank you so much. And Raquel, I couldn't even read my own writing. I wrote it down as Rachel, <laughs> potato, potato. Um, Raquel, you're up next. Good morning. Hi, Larry. Thank you for Good your morning. service. Hi, all my family there. There's such wonderful, wonderful sharings. I enjoy so much. Uh, this, uh, you know, I don't know what to say first, but what comes to me, there's so much beauty in it that what God did here, 
this man was going to build a financial empire. He was such an entrepreneur that when everybody was still licking their wounds from the depression and, and jumping off bridges, the guy says, hey, you guys, I'm going to go out to the field. Here's the motorcycle. Here's this boat with a boat for my wife and the books and everything. Let's see what's cooking, which, which companies are going the right direction. Let's look at the future. And that alcohol should cut him down like that. And then God takes him to build an empire. You know, I, I, it just, you know, I can't help. It makes me cry because uh, I explain it to everybody who doesn't run away fast enough. This poor electrician who came to help me today is from Vermont. Of course, I had to show him Bill's picture in in uh, and, and Dr. Bob's in the that um, uh, grapevine. Of course, I didn't turn my watch on. So, Larry, if you don't run away fast enough with all the rest of the people, uh, please stop me. But um, I go back because it's, like you said, Larry, a little bit dismal today for us here in Israel as far as the program goes. But you guys are the renaissance, and, and, and it'll happen here too. It'll happen. But to encourage my, myself, I had to go back to, um, um, to Bill's uh, biography, Pass It On. This is the little little bit that I want to to read from it, where he 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 met this. This is the first page that he meets this guy in Guerrero, California, and the man says, "I'll never forget the first time I met Bill Wilson. I was a couple of months sober and so excited, so thrilled to actually meet the co-founder that I gushed all over him with what." my sobriety meant to me, and my undying gratitude for his starting AA. And when I ran down, he took my hand in his hand and simply said, pass it on. So, we're doing it. And the Lasker Award was awarded already in 1951 from the American Medical Association where they said that here these people have found a solution that may help with many other problems of mankind, such as self-centeredness and all the things we know. I love you guys. Thank you so much for letting me uh, share, and I pass. Uh, thank you, Raquel. We love you too. Okay, and here's someone else we love. We love Judy, and we love Darlette. Judy, good morning. Oh, good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfectly. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks for all the love. Boy, that's what I find on this line every morning. Uh, what's there to say? Um, we're, living it, we're living in very good times. I know people get nervous and upset and worry. These are really good times. Um, so this paragraph brings to mind the transformation from being in a disease which renders one totally selfish, thinking, of course, one is not selfish. I thought I was the most unselfish person in the world in my disease, and boy, did I have to learn that I am, <laughs> that I am a selfish person. Um, and I know that sounds like a, a, a rotten word to use. Uh, a lot of people hate the word selfish, but uh, unselfishness, and altruism is what I have found in this program where people 
who were helped by other altruistic people, took my hand and grabbed me out of the muck and mire in order to be able to become recovered. And all they asked was, am I willing to, to pay it forward to help others afterwards? And the beauty of it, the transformation when you're working with others is amazing. You learn, I've learned more from the people I sponsor than from even those wonderful sponsors who helped me. Um, and the most beautiful part of it is when some people that I have sponsored are now sponsoring others. I think that's, you know, it's like being a grandma. It's wonderful to see the blossoming and the moving away from that, from that self-centeredness to being centered in oneself enough to be able to share with others because that's what, that's what being unselfish is, sharing with others. And all we have to share is what was so freely given to us. And I just love you all. And one of the best things that I've learned from one of my sponsees is sometimes the best way to do service is to just shut up and listen. So I'll do that now. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. I need to learn that one. Um, okay, Darlette, it's your turn. Good morning. Darlette, press star one. Good morning. Thank you for your there service, you Larry, and everyone else on the line. Um, this paragraph, to me, uh, really sticks out because I have just recently been in the hospital, and I would have to admit that um, that's when I was in um, my most anguish with my compulsive disease as well as with uh, a bipolar disease. And coming to the program uh, many years ago, I'm so grateful today that um, you let me keep coming back. I just kept coming back. And um, I was in and out. I didn't stay all the way, but I kept coming back. There was something that everyone had that I wanted. And... Uh, there in itself is that selfishness. Um, and along the way, I had a, uh, and I, I probably still do, to be completely honest, this big ego and my ego uh, pushed God out. And I had to refine my higher power, my God, um, and truly trust uh trust that he's taking care of me and I know today that God is doing for me what I could not do for myself and I'm so grateful for that and um, early on in the program I heard the words uh, I believe it, it, we say it at every meeting take what you like and leave the rest um, that has become so important to me because I take what I like as what I've learned from someone else and now I want to give that back and um, and that's truly uh, working the program and I too was uh, had to come to be altruistic and um, I've 
shared many times in my meetings and but I've also sat and listened when when I know I need to learn I need to sit and listen and and not share and uh, um this program has taught me that and um I'm just grateful so grateful today for the program for the fact that you let me keep coming back for that there's so many people out there uh, that have this disease and so many people we can learn from and also so many people that we can teach. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you, Darlette. Okay, we need one more person to kind of wrap us up this morning. Who would like that spot? Diana H.M. Okay, Diana H., and we'll see where we go from there. Hey, Diana, good morning. Thanks, good morning. This is Diana H. in Texas, and it's been a while since I've shared, and um, my heart's pounding a little bit (laughs) for some reason, but um, I love this paragraph, and I I noticed how there's some doubt, and well, some uncertainty maybe, because he's saying, perhaps I could help some of them, so perhaps, and then they in turn might work with others. So just noticing that there was some uncertainty there. And, and um, I know when we work with others, they might not, they might not want to hear the message. They might not respond to the message or I may not say the perfect thing. Well, I definitely won't say the perfect thing, but that shouldn't stop me. You know, perhaps, perhaps I could help some of them. Um, And for me, I just want to make sure that I don't, hurt people in the process. I may be able to help somebody, but I just want to make sure that I don't hurt anybody. And I've not always uh, done that. I have hurt people when I've been trying to help them. Um, But I've I've learned over the years that um, helping someone, it's not like an assembly line where, I mean, I'm I'm sort of OCD and I would have like a, a list of the order that I want to do things, you know, and all that. But each person is different. Each person is a masterpiece. It's a work. They're a work of art from God, you know, and not just like a a, a, a mechanical thing that's been put together or each person, you know, the same way. Each person's different. And in the way that I speak to people, the, the things that I say or the manner that I speak to them needs to be, you know, changed for the way that that person might learn or the way that that person might respond, you know, and I used to be a supervisor and we went to, you know, we had classes on, you know, some people like to be acknowledged. Some people don't want you to talk to them much at all. You know, there's different ways to respond, you know, to talk to employees and the same thing when you're working with the sponsees or just anybody in the program or even people not in the program, just people in my family or friends that I have, I just to, be sensitive to God and, and just continually be praying, you know, and asking God, how, how can I help that person? It might be different than how I helped the last person. But that was just what was on my mind. Thanks for letting me share. Oh, that's a, Diana, that's a great way to wrap up. We're a big, diverse tent, right? So thanks so much uh, for wrapping us up there, Diana. And thank you to everyone who has participated today. Uh, Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study that's uh, immediately following the closing. Let me give you the share ID for today, for this meeting. That share ID is 15,719. That's 15719. And uh, now we're going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, 
And we have Samantha H. to uh, to read that for us. Samantha, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. My name is Samantha H., recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic, and restrictor from New Jersey. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We will be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 